to be prophetic and academic at the same time, uh, but I believe it's going to bless you real good, uh, and it's going to be a clearing call for all of us in this room to answer, amen, the call of God for your life, to answer that call, not just to know the call, but to what? Answer. Anybody ever had your phone ringing and you knew it was ringing? And then you look down there, it was Aunt Tutu, and you didn't feel like talking to her? Right. So it's one thing to know somebody's trying to call me. It's all another thing to answer. God works the same way. He's always trying to call somebody to do something. I mean, he's always trying to get somebody involved in his mission in the earth realm. Amen. Because I'm going to say something that's going to really uh, challenge some theology, y'all. Uh, God is not a man. And since God is not a man, God cannot, whew, will not come down to earth and do what only a man can do. He will use a man, but he is not a man. Okay? God is not a man. It's about, the Bible says God is not a man. Yeah, now, we go on to say he's not a man that he should lie, but let's first understand he's not a man. Okay? See, I'm not a fish, so I can't stay underwater but for so long because I'm a human being. I'm not a fish. Well, God's not of man descent. He's not of mankind. He's got different DNA. Now, don't mix up what I'm saying. I didn't say that God is limited. Amen. God will get his agenda done. Really not. Amen. But I'm saying today, in order for God to get it done, he has a rule system that when he created heaven and earth, he created you and I to do his will on earth. Angels do his will in heaven. Some angels do his will on earth. There are cre the Bible talks about created beings. We are all created for different reasons. I believe it might be Colossians 1 and 16. It says all things were made by him and for him, by him and for him. So really, he made Lucifer to be an angel, but he jacked it up. Lucifer was a principality. All principalities aren't bad. He was a principality made by him and what? For him. That may be Colossians 1 16. You read that on your own free time. Look it up. Find out where it is. You and I were made by him for him. Adam and Eve was made by him, and they were made for him. They jacked it up. Is this true? All right? So I want us to understand that God's not a man. God is a God. He's a heavenly being. He's going to play his role. He's going to do what God does, okay? But God does have a request, and I've been blessed by this, and he and I have been fellowshipping on this for the last few weeks, and I believe I'm ready to deliver it to you. Are you ready to hear it? Okay, so today I want to talk about what happens when God finds a man? I want to deal with that. I want to deal with what occurs when God finds a man. What occurs when you answer the call? And I want to lay a doctrinal foundation, a good theological foundation, because I know this goes against the grain of what some would call the sovereignty of God in its pureness, i.e., Whatever is going to happen is going to happen anyway. Number one, that's a tainted definition of the sovereignty of God. But number two, amen, whatever happens is not going to happen anyway. If that were true, why were we laying hands on the sick? 
I believe that in order for the sick people in this room to recover, it was necessary for us to lay hands on the sick. Because if whatever happened is going to happen anyway, why do we pray for some things to happen? Why do we touch and agree? Why do we say thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is? And I've walked around many abortion clinics down through the years praying and decreeing and into abortion. And I believe that when the Roe v. Wade law changed, it changed because of my prayers. It didn't just happen. That was not just political. Amen. That's the power of God getting involved. Amen. When all of these baby bills passed through North Carolina and you could no longer kill a baby after 12 weeks, that's prayer. That's the power of God. So whatever is going to happen does not always happen. Amen. God needs a man to do what he wants to see done in the earth realm. And so today, amen, if you stay with me, I'm going to give you four points to mutter over, if I have time, on what occurs when God finds a man. Is that okay? So let's lay theological background first, Ezekiel 22 and 30, amen, so that we have good scripture to lean in on this. This had to do with Israel's wicked leaders and the sins of Jerusalem. And uh, so they were kind of on the outs with God. And uh, God says something very, very meaningful that I've been preaching for years. And I'm hoping that you all can wrap your arms around this big tree today. I hope you can hug this tree, but I'm going to teach it anyway. Bible says, so I saw. Does that mean that God looks for stuff? God says, so I saw. I was looking for, what were you looking for, God? An angel? Were you looking for a cat? What about a fish? No, because they all have other duties. Are you listening to me? God said, I sought for a man among the wicked people of Jerusalem who are on the outs with me who would make up a wall, who would make a difference in that culture and stand in what should be known as gaps of sin, gaps of breakdown, gaps of fallouts. To stand in the gap. I was looking for a man to stand up and build ministry that would help young women keep their babies. Mm-hmm. At a time when North Carolina is leading in the abortion crisis. I was looking for somebody that would do what? Stand in the gap. Right? Before me and on behalf of the land that's in trouble. The land that could use a what? A man. Right? And he said, I look for that, that I should not destroy it. But guys, this is not a man talking. This is not an angel talking. This is not anybody talking but God. And God lets us in on his world where he said, I look for a man, but I found no one. You wait, 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 wait. God, you are out of the resource? Yes. There was a resource that I needed at the time. During the times of Jerusalem, when they were broken down, but because none of them would obey me, I couldn't find one to stand in the gap. Am I messing up your God theology a little bit? Yeah, let's work a little bit harder on that foundational doctrine. Let's go to another, amen, Old Testament major prophet, and let's look at Isaiah chapter 6, verse number 8. If I give you the Bible, will you believe it? 
Yeah, I'm not talking about Pastor Rogers' opinion this morning. I'm saying, let's go to the Word of God and really let the Word preach His own message. Amen? Because this foundation is crucial for you to understand four points. Bible says, this is, amen, Isaiah, when he is being called. Isaiah, when he is being what? Called. Isaiah, when he is being what? Called. How many of y'all know we all have a calling? All of us have something, all of us have a gap that we are designed to stand in. Your earthly existence is not just so that you can go to a theme park every year in Florida and enjoy your family and take vacations and do this and do that. No, God has raised you up, Esther, for such a time as this to make a, di a difference in some key area by which he needs it done. And God is saying, I seek for men, not gender specific, mankind. I seek for ladies. I seek for a black woman that will be soft and dainty in a culture of confusion to be a poster child of how our ladies should carry themselves. In marriage and in motherhood, and I'm glad in Charlotte, North Carolina, I found one. That's just one example. Okay? So it's not man only, it's mankind. I look for women. I look for men. I look for anointed people. You know, when I want to start an anointed, spirit-filled Christian school, I'm going to look for a man. When I want the sick to be ministered to in a certain kind of way, I'm going to look for a man. When I need a Christian, spirit-filled, convalescent home, I need a man to start that home. I don't start homes. I can't start homes. Because I'm God. I'm not. I'm not a man. Are y'all going to work with me today? I feel like you're with me. So let's look at what Isaiah had to say about his calling. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom? Look at God's reasoning. Whom? Shall I send? And who will go for us? Well, that sounds like Ezekiel 22 and 30, Mom. That sounds like God is searching. <laughs> God is searching for somebody to play a role in the earth realm yet again. In Ezekiel's time, he was looking for somebody to stand in the gap. In Isaiah's time, he needed somebody that would stand up and write one of the first Old Testament prophetic scriptures on healing and the birth and the life of Christ. For it was Isaiah who wrote Isaiah 53 and 5 that says, and he was wounded. For our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, chastising our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. If I don't find a man to do this, there's a portion of prophetic utterance that is at risk. Who will go and who shall I send? And this is what every believer in this room ought to be saying online and in here right now. Then I said, here am I, send me. Try it out. Here am I, send me. Come on, say it again. Here am I, send me. This message today in the way of introduction is a clarion call for you to get off of your dusty seats with your church going, makeup wearing, three-piece selves, and find out what the mission of God is for your life. And for once in your life, in 2024, no more excuses. Break out and become who God has called you to be because he's looking for a few good men. Amen. That's what this message is about. Church going is not a threat to the devil. Everybody goes to church. <laughs> 
y'all listening to me. Joining auxiliaries is not a threat to the devil. Serving in here means just that. You made us more comfortable in here. But I'm talking about what is your assignment? What is your place of kingdom impact? What demons are running roughshod on the world because you're on the sideline instead of in the game? God said, I look for a man to stand in the gap. He said, I sought. I sought for a man. He said in this verse, who shall I send? I am searching. I'm looking for somebody that will do what I ask him to do. We don't have time to go to all these scriptures, but have I given you a good foundation? Can I just mention parenthetically Genesis 18, where God had a very similar conversation with Abraham when Sodom was at risk of being burned down. And God said to brother Abraham, amen, peradventure, if you could find 50 men, I won't destroy you. If you find 40, I won't destroy it. Even when I believe the 35, I won't destroy it. Went all the way down to 10 and said, I won't destroy it. But in the midst of all of those sexually lewd and lascivious brothers who would have preferred to have a man than to be a man. Do y'all understand? They came knocking on Abraham's door and all but knocked the door down to get the brothers, angels that was in the house. Lot, are you with me? Lot's house. And Lot stands up and said, man, don't go after the men. Go after my daughters. And they didn't want the virgin women, which, by the way, good theology. What was Lot's daughter still doing being virgins when he had son-in-laws? What are those brothers doing? Can I stop parenthetically and make a real strong point right here? Honey, if you marry a man and he not walking you down every day, can't get enough of your little baby, something ain't right. I was counseling a newly married couple one day and uh, the wife came in. This is years ago at my practice, not in this church. And the wife came in and uh, she said, I, I don't know what it is, Dr. Ross. He, just, he, he won't get with me. I mean, you know, uh, even on our wedding night, this is a true story. said on our wedding night, uh, he looked over to me when I'm trying to get him hot and ready. And, uh, and he looked at me and said, is that all you married me for? I said, kill him. <laughs> kill him. Burn him at the stake, baby. If you got to the wedding night and that brother could keep his hands to himself? You all do whatever you want with this feminizing the men culture we're in. But see, I'm still a masculine dude. I, I don't have she motions. I don't. Not me. I don't read books that say she motions. I don't tap into my feminine side. I don't have one. That's right. I'm all boy. Amen. All I'm trying to say is, if nobody could get me on my wedding night, there was no sense in calling me. I was not to be found, honey. Are you all listening to me? That's called manhood. So you know the culture was debaucherous, but watch this. Let's not throw homosexuals away. Is there a man, though, that can get some homosexuals saved? And see, those are those barriers. Those are those gates. I'm not making fun of anybody. Amen. Won't you share the love of Christ with somebody that has wrong emotions? They say New York has 100 different genders, certifiable genders. Me, he, she. I forgot what they call some of these other categories. 
Yeah. All kinds of stuff, right? No, I'm not bi. I'm just... Right? Is this true? Right? But is there a man that can get in the gap? Can I say something parenthetically? Because my message is not on homosexuality today. But since we're there, do you know we have actually failed the homosexual community in many cases? I'm going to tell you how churches failed the homosexual community. Because they're some of the most gifted, excellent people you would ever meet. Instead of ministering deliverance and freedom to them, you put them up and made them sing. When you should have been getting with them in the back room, ministering the love of Jesus to them, working on them, understanding their damages and traumas in life and how they got there to begin with and covered them and kept it a secret and ministered to them and built them up. And before you know it, they would have walked out their freedom. So I'm not coming hard against any one sin today. I'm saying any gap in our culture is because the love of God is not shed abroad in the church. You're not doing your job. Amen. Alcoholics should not have to go to some worldly model to get off alcohol. They should come to church community buildings and sit in Christian groups and have Christian accountability and no longer drink their liver to smoke. So it's not just homosexuality. I'm not trying to turn somebody off. But I'm saying all of these gaps are because God could not find a man. And in Lot's case, that's what was going on. Sodom and Gomorrah is where we get the word Sodomite. Amen. Sodom and Gomorrah, the culture was so debaucherous, and God came down from 50 to 10 and still couldn't find one righteous man except Abraham. Are you all in here today? Amen. And of course, Lot at the time who was vexed and ultimately went awry. So let's get back to the topic. Y'all still love me? Are you mad at me or am I doing okay? Yeah. So what happens when God finds a man? The bottom line is when God finds a man, Second Chronicles 16 and 9 gives you, amen, what's going to happen next in that man's life. And I'm going to give you four things to mull over this week, amen, that you should look forward to in a positive vein that's going to happen if you sign up for God's army. When God finds a man. Because the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth to do it what? Show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is what? Loyal, Loyal to him. But these weren't even the guys because if you keep reading, the Bible says, but in this you have done foolishly. I wanted to show myself strong on your behalf, but you rebelled against what I wanted to do. So I'm figuring something out, y'all. This is really good. I'm really starting to understand that this idea of finding a man is not as easy as we think. I'm saying God can do anything. I'm saying God is almighty. But in God's law system, in his rule system, when he made mankind, and by the way, he did not make a mistake. Somebody say amen. Amen. But when God made angels and when God made men, he put an irrefutable law in place which will never, ever change. That is until you and I have glorified bodies and our will is perfectly aligned with him. He gave every man a will, free moral agency. And even when God wants to use a man or a woman, he or she still gets to pick. God doesn't always get what he wants through that person. Mm -hmm. He does get what he wants ultimately, but he doesn't always get what he wants through that person. Pastor Long preaches a great message called, is God using you or your backup? All right. So now don't, don't twist my message. And start saying, oh, God's out of resources. No, 
Because Psalm 75 says he sits down one and says, so, oh, no, I'm going to say something so profound. I can't necessarily tell you that uh, I was God's first pick to pastor the city of Charlotte. <laughs> Ain't that humble. I can't tell you that necessarily. I bet there were some other men that God tried to raise up when I was in college 30 years ago that would obey him. Are you all listening to me? And you all know Pastor Robin Gore. I think he did a dynamic job in his tenure. Did he not? Pastor in the city. Are you all listening to me? So I'm not defaming anybody. But I'm saying between he and I and other places and spaces, I bet that there were some other people that God probably tried to raise up to help this city and get some things done in this city and in this world. But I'm telling you, it's not always as easy as we think for God to find a man because by the time he finds a man, that man has to remain consistently with him. You can get married today and your spouse can go another route. Don't raise your hand, but some of you are in this room. You're not even married to the same person you married. <laughs> there was a certain way when you got married and you almost feel like they tricked you. Because the human heart is a trick. I never listen to any member that comes up to me and said, Pastor Rogers, boy, do I love you. I'm going to be with you forever. You, you make me nervous when you start talking like that because I realize that forever is about to come. Because the reality is, the reason why you're saying that is you had to contemplate it. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So don't tell me how you're going to be with me forever. Just be with me. Because mankind is a trip. Some of the best advice I got when I started a church years ago, a man pastor said, hey, yeah, wear them people loosely. Just wear them loosely. Because, amen, they're going to be on fire today. They're going to get miracles. They're going to get breakthrough. God's going to heal their body. They're going to start making six figures, all, all clothes on their new house. And then you're going to say one thing. <laughs> That's actually Bible. Like sodomy and sodomites that some of y'all had to work through. You're going to say one thing and they're going to start contemplating, wondering if I'm in the right church. Well, is it in the word though? Did I say something that should be offensive? And should you be governing the word off of your own subjective opinion or should you be aligning your life with the word of God? Should the word align with you or should you align because see, heaven and earth will pass away, but not one jot nor tittle of his word will pass away. Your life is a vapor. When you are dead and gone, God's word will still be here. So no, you got to wear people loosely because mankind goes in and out. Well, if we got to do that as pastors, how much more, how much more difficult is it for 2 Chronicles 16 and 9 to really be worked out in God's divine plan? I'm going to show it to you right now, and then we're going to give you four points. Amen. We like to use this term, pick up the baton and run with it. Amen. That's one of the things we like to use when there is a passing of the torch and there's a succession. Amen. I've been told by many great men of God, you know, now, Pastor Rogers, it's your turn. Now you're going to have to be a father. Now you're going to have to, you know, pick up the, the baton. Amen. I, uh, who is Apostle Myers preached here last year. You have to be the father. Now you got to pick up the baton and Pastor Long has said it so many times. Man, you got to know who you are in that city. You got to pick up the baton and run with it. So I want to give you a type and example of that. And I want Brother Joe 
to be somebody who God has called and found to stand in the gap. Now, I want you to see how the world really, really works. Are you enjoying this message? All right. I need about four brothers to come up here. And these are everyday people who also, by the way, have a calling on their life. Now, they are going to be just walking back and forth. Let's say we live, amen, just walk back and forth. You guys rotate, and man, y'all just walk back and forth. You don't got to do nothing special. When you get down here, you walk the other, other way, and then you come back. Now, Joe has a calling on his life. God has ordained him, raised him up to be a missionary. He now has the baton, and he is picking up on Lester Summerall's missionary work, and he is walking out the plan of God. But somewhere in Joe's walk, I searched for a man to stand in the gap and couldn't find one. All of a sudden, Joe gets discouraged. Amen. Don't want to live right. Don't want to do right. I'm tired of this preaching thing. And he puts the baton down. All right. And instead of Dave over here, amen, being a called out man of God, he just wants to be one of the guys now. Amen. I want to be just like everybody else. I don't want to do what God called me to do. I don't want to start no grace houses. Don't pick it up yet. I don't want to be anything that God called me to do. You know, I know I got a calling on my life. Amen. I'm called to preach, but I just want to be an organ player. I I don't want to be anything. You know, God has called me to raise up a standard for, for black women or white women, for that matter. I thank God for a diverse population. Amen. But I don't feel like doing that no more, God. I'm going to be who I am. You know, I'm only 26. I need to sow my wild and I'm 56 and I need to go on another cruise. I got stuff to do. I'm not winning no disciples for Jesus. I'm not bringing nobody to church because it's all about me and my six-figure job. I'm going to get healed. I'm going to get my promotion and I just want to be one of the guys. I just want to be a brown speck on a brown wall. And so God is up in heaven. I'll be God and now he is looking for me. God, because he is not human, amen, can only speak through the Holy Ghost. He can only speak through incidences. He can only speak through signs, wonders, and miracles. And I want you guys to just ignore me. So he tries to get this man, hey, I got something. Will you consider it? Hey, I got a job. Will you? No, I need a black strong man. Can you please? Oh, Joe, will you come back to me? You were so good. Can you please? I I got a plan for your life. I'm so, hey, 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 please, please, please. All kinds of stuff. Do you have a minute? Can I talk to you? You came to the church and the preacher was preaching this message. Hey, that was me telling you I want to use you, but I'm supernatural and I can't make you. Because I'm God. And I'm not a man. See, the only reason why I can touch and feel these guys is I'm not all spirit. I have a container, and so I can move him. But God doesn't have a container, so he grabs that air. <laughs> he, he wants to get you involved in his stuff, but he has to wait until another man comes along. Amen. Who has his heart. And here comes this man. And in the midst of all these people that God has to skip over, he says, hey, 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 I need I need a missionary. Can you can you become who I called you to be? And where the other guy left off. Now he picks up the baton and he carries that missions over to where God wants it to go. And that makes God happy. Thank you, brothers. Now, all these other men, let's face it, they're useless. 
have no benefit. God can't get nothing done through them. And if they were born in the earth realm, did they not have a purpose? I mean, all he wanted to do is watch Netflix every night. He don't want to go down to the missions and feed the hungry men. All he wants to do is sleep with his girlfriend one more time. He, he don't want to lay aside the sin and every weight that does so easily beset him. He don't want to be one of the called out ones. He has needs. He has urges. So God's got to go through all of this before he finally finds somebody that will pick up the baton. And so when the baton was passed to Pastor Rogers, I started reconciling that I'm valuable to God. And that's when God gave me this revelation. Like God started talking to me and letting me know, do you know who you are? (laughs) Now you don't get arrogant with that because you're a servant. Jesus said, I come to you as one who serves. But don't miss the, 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 the trees for the forest. No, you're my, you're, you're, you're touch not my anointing. And do my prophet. You know, you know why my enemies always fall apart? You speak about vindication? Because God, when you mess with me, he's oh, no, no, don't mess with him, no. I finally found one. My word is in his mouth. Whatever he says, is like, you might want to leave him alone. If you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. But that brother right there, mess with him. Because I need somebody that's almost 50 that will stay in the race. That still has a big chunk of life left that will stay in the race. God, I, I, no game. I don't need you in heaven right now. If I went to heaven right now, I mean, I think the first thing that would happen is, you know, as soon as they said, well done, they would slap me. Now they wouldn't say well done <laughs> That good and faithful servant Boy I'm so proud of you You made it in And then I think the next thing And I think it would be Jesus Jesus Now what in the world I told you man I needed somebody Now how you get up here I didn't tell you to come out of that Why were you driving sleepy I told you to take a break That's why we got to take care of ourselves That's why you got to eat your green foods. That's why the 21-day fast is so good. No, you go ahead and lose weight because it don't make no sense for you to die of a preventable issue. Sitting up laying in somebody's cemetery of something that should not have killed you. Hogwash. And so many people that would be so useful to God are sidelined right now because they won't pick up their baton and do. Their life is all about pleasure and comfort. No inconvenience for them. I want to be comfortable. I want to get mine. And I want to do the will of God. Do you know you ought not take 17 months to join the right church? God told you to join it. You need to join it and get discipled and start moving towards what God called you to do. I'm talking better than y'all saying amen. Is that a good example of what I'm trying to teach you? So the following positive things happen when God finds a man. And I'm not going to hold you long today. (coughs) The following things happen of a positive nature when God finds a what? A man. The first thing is one that I I really, really love. I hope it blesses you. We won't spend a lot of time here. But the first thing is people are preserved slash helped. Because God found a man. Philippians 1 and 24, you just put it in your notes. I will not take you to all these scriptures. But Paul said, it is far better for you that I stay. 
He said, it, it is far better for you that I stay. Somebody needs you to stay. To live is Christ. There you go. And to what? Die is gain. Yeah, let us say amen. It is far better to you that I what? Stay. 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 To live is Christ and to what? Die is gain. But then watch this. David served in his what? Generation. Hey, guys, if David hadn't raised up the way he was supposed to raise up, do you know Goliath would still be taught in Israel? None of the other boys answered the call. God needed David to get up and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Is there not a cause? Is this good this morning? Genesis 18 gives it to us. Amen. And notice what God says uh, to Abraham, because now you're you're God's man. And once you become God's man, you get inside information. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? God said, I'm talking to my son. I'm talking to my agent. You and I are agents in the earth realm. Should I, (coughs) excuse me, y'all, hide from Abraham what I'm doing since Abraham shall surely become a great and what? Mighty nation, but don't stop reading. Rhetorical question. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Or there's a group of people who are going to be blessed because of him. Because he's here, there's a whole population of people, including you and I, who Galatians 3, who have now been engrafted in, who are going to be blessed because of faithful Abraham. Isn't that good today? Right? So who is the group of people that is to be blessed because of you? Because of your mission? Because of what God has called you to do? Amen. The pastor can't do any, everything. So where are my evangelists at in this room? That every week is going to win 20 more people to Jesus and have 15 of them in the church. You just saved the whole generation. Who is it in this church that's going to win all the Greer Heights to Jesus? Uh Uh-oh. Now we're talking boots on the ground, ain't we? Yeah. Who's going to win a man tuck to Jesus? Are y'all in here? Oh, we like those kind of spaces. Who's going to win Valentine? Which, by the way, you ready for a statistic that you may not know? Do you know the highest drug use? is not in the west side of the city. You know where the highest, most potent drug use is? Last I checked, it was Ballantyne. Because those folks can afford the white power. There is a difference. <clears throat> so who's going to go down there to Ray Road and win somebody to Jesus, though? Who's going to go to their doctor? I'm so tired of people wanting to minister to people at a certain level. So you like to minister to somebody who you won't say this, but you perceive that they're lower than you. So everybody wants to minister to what we used to call the wino or somebody who don't got nothing. But I'm talking about when's the last time you brought Jesus up in front of your MD during your physical? Does your dentist even know you know Jesus? Because even though they may have a good chunk of change in the bank and a great salary and everything in between, do you know that their education doesn't make them free from life's trials? Did you know that their background doesn't make them free from difficult marriages? 
Did you know that their money doesn't make them free from the vicissitudes of life? And you are the one who God sent to that doctor to get a physical today and his name don't accidentally come up? Can I just walk through this today? What trucker is going to know you because you drive, know Jesus because you drive trucks? Why is this important, First Lady? Because of Judges 2 and 10. We got to preserve a generation. The Bible says also that, that that generation were gathered to their fathers. You know what that means? Everybody in this generation had died. They were gathered to their fathers in death. And mom, this is the tragedy of no baton catchers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which had been done for Israel. What does that mean? That means all of the godly traditions that the first groups was carrying that should have been passed down went to the grave with them. And there rules up a generation that did not even know how to spell God. I'm going to tell you something that I have observed. I'm not just talking about at KCC. We're probably more advanced than many churches because I do a lot of discipling and all that kind of good stuff. And you got seven o'clock class, eight o'clock class. So we're far more advanced than most churches in this bucket. But I'm telling you, the body of Christ at large is full of a bunch of babes at best. No revelation of the believer's authority. No revelation of what spirit filled actually is and means. No revelation, amen, of how to put a devil in his place. Are y'all in here today? Can I teach this slow? And all of that because a whole generation died out, amen, with all their gifts and talents. Are y'all getting this? Now I want everybody over the age of 20 or rather 35, you 35, I don't want you to say anything right now, if that's okay. If you're over 25, 35, <clears throat> I don't want you to take, say anything right now. And I want everybody in here under the age of 25, I'm going to put a strong gap in there. All my under age 25, raise your hand right now, if you're under the age of 25. All right, y'all going to help me and help me real good. Some of y'all going to get this right, and I'm going to love it. Will you all help me? Y'all got time to help me? All right. <laughs> I'm going to start a song off, and I want you all to finish it off. Okay? All right. Y'all ready? Okay. Well, the world don't move. No, come on. Let's try it again. Well, the world don't move. You can't help me? All these pretty young ladies over here. Y'all can't help me in the back. Come on. Let's try it again. Well, the world don't move. I even put a riff in it. Can't help me, girl. Come on, come on. Where my days is at? Come on. Oh, I know some of y'all KCCites over here. Y'all been in the church all this time. I know. Come on. Well, the world don't move. Okay. Now, everybody over the age of 40, let me see if you can help me out. Amen. And just give me the next stanza. All right. Jocelyn, you sure you can't help me? Okay. Uh, y'all can't help me with nothing. Okay. All right. Now, all my over 40s right now, or 35 on up, let's see if you can finish this for me. Well, the world don't move. <laughs> Man, that got down in me. That's the power of music. I feel like singing the rest of it. I want to put Brian on the organ and just finish that out. 
All right, everybody 25 and under, all right, I'll give you a pass on that. Now, I know some of y'all going to get this right. So give me the next stanza. Come on, 25 and under. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have. No. Yeah, y'all 40. I know y'all 40. Yeah. They didn't hear you over here. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the both, and there you have. You can't help me, girls. Now, everybody, 35, 40 on up. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the both, and there you have. The facts of life. The facts of life. <laughs> Look at her, see now? That's my New York member right there. That thing, that thing got all over you. I saw it, too. She said the facts <laughs> <laughs> she just joined the church from NYC. Why is that? Because the traditions of one generation are not known by another generation unless you teach it to them. <laughs> unless you take time and download to all of these young people in this room. Amen. What will we do, baby, without? Yeah. Yeah, everybody know nothing about no family ties when they used to join cell phones. Come on. My wife cracked up this week because I, I did the Cosby Show introduction. And I said, there, I'm, I'm doing the Cosby Show introduction. And then there was one they made, amen, and it was so cool at the end because uh, when they rose up, they go, yeah. And so I came in the room and I said, there. I said, I just did the Cosby show. <laughs> but you would have had to have been there. <laughs> now, if I did that to them young people, it wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> because there rose up a generation that knew not the ways. Are y'all getting that? So it is incumbent on us, those of us who stood on the shoulders of other great men, who gave us great downloads. Are y'all listening to me? I got a few in heaven right now that gave me great downloads. I got one that I know still alive, gave me great. Okay, what are we saying? You got to be able to harness that, pick up your cross, shoulder it up, and raise up another generation. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, this is so crucial what I'm teaching you today because this is missional. This is calling. This is beyond a new house. I'm saying we're going to get to that point and it's going to bless you real good. But if you get in your divine purpose and plan, baby, you're going to have houses. Because, all right, come on, let's keep going. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Are you enjoying this? People are preserved or held, though, because God finds a man. The second thing that happens, and this will be easy, when God finds a man is the will of God is carried out in the earth realm. <clears throat> when he finds a man. What God wants to see happen is carried out where, class? Now, this is important to look at, and y'all put it in the BSB, please. But this is Satan who makes a very true statement. And I don't think we've paid enough attention to this. He makes a very true statement in Luke 4 and 6. And I'm teaching you stuff at a deeper level today, but can you keep up with me? Satan is tempting Jesus, and we know that it had to be true 
Because if the things that he said were not true, it would not be a temptation. You can't tempt me with something that's not true. Are y'all getting this? So when Satan is saying these things to Jesus, the things that he is saying are true at the time. He tells Jesus, I'll give you authority over all these kingdoms and all their glory. What's that? Entertainment. Arts. Education. All right. All of the kingdoms in the earth. I don't get too big into the whole seven mountains thing. I haven't really studied it out. But I do believe that there are major kingdoms in the earth. And he says, I'll give you authority over all these kingdoms and their glory. Do you think that Hollywood is under Satan's authority or not? Do you think the music industry is under his authority or not? Even the gospel industry, yes. Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. When our ladies would prefer to partner up with Mickey Minaj and, and Beyonce to sing a gospel song, we are under their auspices in our gospel music. Yes they are. Yes. Yes, they are, to this day. Amen. Amen. So when he said, I'll give you authority over all these kingdoms and their glory, amen, notice what Satan says next. He says, for it has been relinquished to me, and I can give it to anyone that I wish. (laughs) Father, help me convey your will to your people today. Now, what law is in place? When Adam and Eve, bit the fruit which the Bible did not call it an apple it was a fruit of whatever type when they bit it they turned over the keys of this world and its systems now the second Adam Jesus came and bought it back but it is not complete unless He has somebody in the earth realm who will carry out that you will do these works and greater. Keep reading because I go to. Now, if I go to the father, can I do the works? Am I is Jesus human today? Can Jesus do the work? No. By faith in the name of Jesus has this man walked. Romans 3, 22 through 27, by faith in the blood of Jesus. I'll teach that one day. But faith in the name and faith in the blood is what gets it done. But I need somebody to have that faith in the name and in the blood because the keys of this world have been relinquished to the kingdom of darkness. And God sends you and I in places and spaces to destroy the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. And I love what one preacher said. We are his lamps. We are light too. We are an extension of him. And so what God is saying in this little lesson today is, I seek for a man, but understand my will is not carried out in the earth realm until I find somebody, amen, who is willing to take heaven's jurisdiction and expand it on earth. Hence, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, where class? On earth, just like it. That's heaven's jurisdiction being expanded down here. I taught a series probably five, six years ago. Amen. I think I'm going to do a book out of it. But switching kingdoms. And we've been translated Colossians 1.13 from the kingdom of darkness to the what? Kingdom of his dear son. Why is no murder, no lascivious sex, no cussing, no smoking, anything going on in this church? Listen right now. 
because you are right now at least under a kingdom jurisdiction. And a person right now could not do those things in here. Because this room is under what? Kingdom jurisdiction. But what we got to understand is, is when we get out of this room, the world is not under kingdom jurisdiction. It is up to you and I, are y'all getting anything today, to take the kingdom of God to this world and then bring the world subject to the power of God and take over territories for Jesus Christ. And the will of God will get done. Now, how do I know the will of God doesn't always happen for a person? Don't miss it. It will happen. His will happens because the rapture is going to happen. You don't have to believe for the rapture. You don't even got to put faith on it. It's happening, baby. You don't got to put faith on whether or not you will die. You will. At a point. Yes. All right. Some things you don't got to pray out right now. Not necessary. But. God says, I would or I will that. How many should perish? None. Can I ask you a question? How many people do you think perish every day? Thousands. <clears throat> Thousands. I think in America, amen, every 30 seconds, somebody at least dies. Now, dying in cessation doesn't mean you perish, because if you die in Jesus, you're raised up, are you not? But no, keep reading, because somebody through gang violence or somebody through a bad decision or somebody through drinking and driving or somebody through doing something wicked, somebody through beating their wife to a pope, somebody will perish wickedly. And then in such cases, often they are not saved. And the question is, did God get what he wanted? No, you can't answer that. I said, did God get what he wanted? No, God didn't get what he wanted. So the second point is crucial. It's crucial, Jeff, that you latch hold to what God calls you to do because when you latch hold to what God calls you to do, God's plan gets done in the earth realm. Are y'all listening to me? When you latch hold to what God calls you to do, if you are a financier and there are some of you in this room that you have the gift of giving, God has called you for that and you obey God in that his will gets done faster. So when the Lord used the church and another really great partner to be a blessing, just a precious man <clears throat> last year, and I'll, I'll tell more stories about him in time. But when the Lord used him, I'll keep him anonymous on purpose. Amen. Great guy, though. Great man. When the Lord used him, understand what he did is he accelerated and, 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 and accelerated the will and plan of God and helped put things where God wanted it to be. Am I doing okay this morning? And what I'm trying to teach you today and what's going to make the third point really come alive is, but what happens positively to a man like that, to a persons like that, to a people like that who fulfill the will of God and take back the keys from the kingdom of darkness and put them back in the keys of God's people, I tell you what, somebody doesn't get molested. Somebody doesn't get hurt. Somebody's life doesn't go in shambles because somebody carried out the word of God. Now, are you tired or do you want the last two points? And that was a very real question because if you're tired, I can stop. Number three, and this one going to make you smile real good. What happens, amen, uh, when God finds a man? 
Because I told you, you become precious to God. You become meaningful to God. The third thing that happens, amen, is the man is placed on God's payroll and benefits package. (laughs) You love that there? Boy, 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 this is going to bless you. When God finds a man that will say yes, y'all, you switch totally out of the world's resources and God becomes your source. I'm going to take some liberties and preach this the way I want to preach it. I'm saying when your pastor, man of God, stands up and says, now I believe in God right now for 10 people who have sold $1,000 and the Lord has blessed you and been good to you. And you have a thousand extra dollars and you put it in his account. Amen. It abounds to your heavenly account. And all of a sudden you go down to HR and benefits and sign up for your new package. Amen. Every seesaw in this room right now ought to be shouting. Because I'm saying there is a benefits package that you just signed up for. (laughs) Because God places you on his payroll and what? And benefits package. Guys, do you know how many times God wanted to get a chunk of change to Pastor Rogers? And I know he wanted to use a certain means to do it because we never manipulate people over here. And God wanted to do it this way. Amen. But somebody didn't give it or somebody didn't do it. And God just raises it up like the next day over here. Are y'all getting that? Because God put me on his what? Payroll and benefits package. Well, you should want to know what the benefits are. Amen. Let's read two or three scriptures about his benefits. Is that okay? Amen. Y'all got time for this? Luke 9, 1 through 3. Let's go faster. Come on. Amen. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them what? Power. What's one of the benefits you get? Oh, you ought to be charging with me. You ought to be highlighting. You ought to be shouting. You ought to be praising. I said, what's one of the benefits you get when you, hire, when you, when you sign up for Jesus Incorporated? The first thing you're going to get is some power. And then you're going to get some authority. But I get excited about this part over all demons and to cure every disease. Somebody shout about that benefit right there. Oh, and he sends you out to heal the sick to preach the kingdom and he said to them now watch this watch this don't read this too fast take how much for your journey now wait a minute Jesus we just left our job you just told us to leave our net that's how I made my money no 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 you don't understand boys when I told you to follow me and I make you fishers of men I'm saying I'm going to replace the salary you was making with a hundred times that <laughs> I'm saying, I'm getting ready, y'all. When I left the hospital and every other secular job to go full time with Jesus, amen, I did not go out empty. Now, I still got my businesses, amen, because he lets me do that. But I didn't step into the kingdom wondering how I was going to eat. Are y'all listening to me? Now, I'm saying, what I used to make back then, amen, is a tithe. Y'all are going to get with me. There is my two-week check a tithe. Yeah, you were with me, weren't you? It's a tithe off of how God does me now. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. You're not getting with me yet. But why, Pastor Rogers? 
because you got on my payroll, keep reading, and I told you, Gabe, I'd take care of you, so don't take none for your journey, don't take no staffs, no bag, no food, uh-oh, no money, because I got all the money you going to need and then some, because I'm getting ready to daily load you with some benefits. Oh, if you know your income is going up, you ought to be shouting hallelujah. I said if you know your income is going up, you ought to be shouting hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's what happens to a man. That would say, God, here you go. You can do more with this seed than what I can do with it. And not just the seed of your money, but the seed of my life. You can do more with the seed of my life than what I can do with it. Come on, Paul, what do you have to say with it? What man goes to war at his own expense? Oh, hallelujah. So muzzle not the ox that treadeth. Are y'all getting with me? He is to share in the crops of the kingdom. God tells Aaron and the priests in Numbers 18 and 12, he said, I'm going to give you the best. You're going to bring in the crop, but you're going to eat the best. You're going to work for me, but I'm going to make sure you get the best. You're going to have the creme de la creme. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Now, you're going to say baby, but you're going to drive down there, amen, in the Mercedes to save them. Because that's what you like. And we have company cars in the kingdom. Y'all ain't getting with me. No, y'all ain't going to get with me today. I said we got company cars and gas and y'all ain't get with me. And we got an American Express card. Come and buy with no money. Somebody say hallelujah. So if you never high five, tell them that's what the favor of God will do for you. When you get on God's payroll, y'all ain't going to let me finish. That's what the favor of God will do for you. Lift your hand and say it. <laughs> and then David had it right in Psalm 103 when he said, Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, don't stop reading. And forget not. Don't forget your benefits. Don't forget your benefits. Don't forget your benefits. He heals all your diseases and he redeems your life from destruction. Shout hallelujah to the Lord. <laughs> Y'all sit down. And don't stop there because it'll satisfy your mouth with good things. That's a benefit. I say it'll satisfy your mouth with. I don't mean to demean the scripture, but Ruth Chris is a good thing. That, that satisfies. Amen. I eat wherever I want to eat because he satisfies my mouth with. But it's bigger than Ruth Chris, baby. He going to satisfy the fruit of your mouth. You'll decree a thing. And it's going to be established. It's going to happen just the way you said it. You're going to go back to the doctor and your white blood cells are going to be right. Because that's what you said. Hallelujah. You're going to run through troops and loop over walls. Because now you got the power all over you. Take your seat. Y'all worked me this week. 
Jesus. You don't go to war at your own expenses. I don't pay for nothing. Are y'all listening to me? I say, I don't pay for nothing. Did you hear what I just said? I'm not in this thing at my own expense. I put you on my payroll and benefits package. I'm telling you how big my God is. If I really, really, and Melvin, these guys have been talking about, Pastor, we really need to get your, um, your love offerings up, you know, because I, 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 I don't want you to be working all of this other stuff like you're working it, and, and I just want you to just give yourself wholly to this and that, and I want to be honest with you. Church has been good to me, all right, so you all need to know that, and I want to tell you all, thank you. Listen to me, because this is important, and I never manipulate. Did you hear what I just said? But I want you to understand something. If I wanted to walk away from every other thing that I do that really does supplement us and our lifestyle today, I believe all I got to do is say to God, Father, just load me up on the back end. And he'll subsidize it. I believe that. Because I am not primarily a therapist or a real estate broker or a consultant or author or any of that other kind of stuff. I am primarily God's man. Did y'all hear that? That's who I belong to first. When I used to consult with the NFL and they would want me to be flying around on a Thursday night and I knew I had Bible study, I'd tell them no. No, 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 no. You can't pay me enough money. And I love them to this day. Good people in administration over there. Amen. Amen. That was a good contract. I enjoyed it. They were nice to me. Amen. And I did real well for them. Are you listening to me? Spoke to the commissioners, owners, all that kind of good stuff was very helpful in my field. But but I never, ever, ever prioritize the world and its stuff over God's kingdom. Never. And I never will. I'm saying if I didn't have marble in my house and we do. I would not prioritize goods and resources over God's calling. I won't. I don't. Man, when I first started preaching, you listen to me. Boy, I used to preach in urine. I'd go down there to the convalescent home. And while I was teaching and preaching because the elderly didn't have good control over their bowels and stuff, you could you could see it coming down on the floor. And you know what I'd do? I'd walk and minister to them. Amen. And preach that word and build them up. And there were some ladies down there who had dementia. And the only time they would be coherent was when they were singing the hymns I was playing. Did y'all catch that? And I'm saying that's pre pastor's anniversaries. That's pre-love. So see, when you sign up with a pure motive and you love God with all your heart and you're doing what you're doing for the right reasons, he will put you on his payroll and you won't lack for anything. Can I close this message out, class? Let's give you the last point. You want it? All right. The fourth and final point. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, y'all not going to work me on this one, but I know this will make you shout. Amen. The fourth thing that happens to the man who God finds, the man who God can use. And this is the most important point. And First Lady Rogers, this is going to be your favorite point. The man God finds makes the rapture. That's it. I rest my case. If God finds you and you carry your baton, you're going to climb right up into heaven one day. You're going to make the rapture. to a man who God finds. Amen, amen, amen. You are going to make 
Come on, take your seat. Y'all not going to work me too hard. I tell you, it was a full week. Let's look at it in the Bible, Larry. Let's get this thing out, man. What happens to the man who makes it? Genesis 5 and 24, and I am done. Amen. And I might do a part two of this, but let's see if we can wrap this one up, and that's enough for the day. Amen. The man who God finds makes the rapture. Let's look at the first rapture that ever found. The first rapture that ever happened. There were multiple raptures in Scripture. You all uh, get my opening. You know Elijah went up in a whirlwind. Y'all know what that is? That's a form of a rapture. God took him. Are y'all getting this? I said God took him. Well, we got to close this thing out right. We had a great vision week, did we not? Anyway, over Genesis 5 and 24, the Bible says Enoch walked with God. Can we agree that that means God found him? Can we agree that that means he was God's man? The Bible said, Joe, Enoch walked with God. And this is one of the shortest, shortest, shortest stories in the Bible. Because the Bible don't say a whole lot about Enoch because God loved him so much. Enoch walked with God. And look at this. And he was not for God took him. Y'all missed that. You know what's going to happen to Pastor Rogers? Amen. I'm going to be walking around one day on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And God is going to say, I love him so much. I miss him. I want to spend some time with him. I want him up here for good. And you know what he's going to do to me? He's just going to take me. But don't get sad because he's going to take you at the same time. We all going to get took. Yeah. I'm going to start going up. I'm going to say, oh, Lord, look at Tanisha. She got took too. Oh, look at Sister Rogers. I'm going to say, Dad, it's been good having you as a wife. You got took too. God's going to take you. If you know God's going to take you, you ought to be shouting hallelujah. Because you are the man that God has found. Stand to your feet. I'm done. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Brian, give me a church card. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say glory, 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 glory. Say God's gonna take me. <laughs> Woo, Jesus, you can have this world, but real soon. I said, real soon. Real soon. God's gonna take me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, I'm trying to close, but I'm getting a little happy. Hallelujah. Somebody say, glory. Somebody on this side say, glory. God's going to take you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 But man, that thing's stirring up. See, you get happy about a new car, but I get happy because God is going to take me. He's going to take me one day. He's just going to take me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God's going to take me. You can have this world. You go get all the new cars you want. 
But I get excited about the fact I have driven every type of car. <laughs> Amen. I think the only one I have not had yet is a Rolls Royce. And maybe a Ferrari and a Maserati and some of the Italian guys. Amen. And, and, you know, I might get one of those one day. I don't know. Make somebody mad with some prosperity before we go home. But I'm saying I have driven the Lincoln, the Cadillac. I have had, a, I got a GMC. I, I mean, I have driven the, the Mopar, Mopar people. I got, I got Volkswagens, Mercedes, y'all, Ford. See, so, so stuff is not the thing that moves me. <laughs> what moves me is the fact God's going to take me. And so if there's anything, Nicole, that makes me not quit, even if others quit on me, if some of my closest men have fallen out of the race, and they have, if others quit, I can't quit. Because the one thing that makes me hold up the bloodstained banner is God's going to take me. Soon and very soon, we are going to see Soon and we are going. Wish I had a praise scene, yeah. Say, let me hear you say hallelujah. Oh. No more funerals. Say no more dying there. I don't got to bury anybody else because he's going to take it. Hey, no more dying there. Say, church, we're going, going. No more dying there. Hey, Hallelujah. Oh, we're going to see the king. Soon and very soon. soon, and very soon. Turn their mics up. We are going to see the king. Soon and very soon. soon, and very soon. Woo! Glory! We are going to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey! Soon and very soon. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. Hey. We're going to see the King. Soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. Glory. We are going Hallelujah. to see the King. When I start thinking about heaven, I get a little emotion. Glory to God. Glory to God. Soon and very soon. My mama. Hallelujah. 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 Let go. Now listen. That's the blessed hope. That ought to make you want to get about your mission. Because it's real hard to miss the rapture when you're in the will of God. When you're doing what God called you to do. That's how you know you're going to make it. Because you're in the plan of God. You're doing what God say do. It's real hard to miss it. So I'll tell you what I want to do. We're getting ready to let you go home. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, come on down. Let's get you.